From the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, this is Nebraska Farmcast. I'm Ryan Evans. As one of many conservation practices available to farmers and ranchers, prairie strips can offer benefits to soil and water and can be a good option for lower-yielding fields while providing financial benefits. To discuss more about prairie strips as an example of ecosystem goods and services, and research being conducted about the practice, I am joined by John Westra, professor and program leader in agricultural economics here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Hey, John, thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Ryan. My pleasure. So we've spoken before about ecosystem goods and services. Can you just quickly review what is meant by these terms and then the two categories that these can often be divided into? Sure. So um, ecosystem services are kind of a umbrella uh, term that encompasses a lot of things that our growers actually do right now and have done historically. So there's a category, well, there's, it's, there's a couple of ways to look at it. One is um, dividing them into different areas of what they're actually doing. So there's provisioning, which is basically providing food, so growing crops, raising livestock, those kind of things, uh, providing fresh water, for example, those are provisioning. Then there's regulating, which is basically cleaning water um, through filtration, those kind of things. Then there's cultural uh, services, like uh, just having a beautiful vista, um, you know, um, uh, a, a nice scene out in the countryside, for example. So people value those. Um, and then there's supporting services, which are like forming soil. So soil being developed in, in the ground. So that's one way to look at it. The other way is divide and divide, divide them into intermediate and final goods and services. So a final good or service would be, for example, if you were out fishing. So that is for bass, trout, walleye, whatever it may be. So that's kind of a final goods or service because that's something that you're going to directly consume as an individual. Uh, an intermediate good or service, uh, ecosystem good or service would be the water uh, filtration, purification systems or processes that are in the environment that help provide for a habitat for that fish to survive and thrive. So that's kind of an intermediate good or service. And you have a new article on our website for the Center for Ag Profitability, cap.unl.edu. There you discuss prairie strips as one possible conservation practice that might fit into many corn and soybean production systems here in Nebraska. So what are prairie strips and then how do they fit into that definition of ecosystem goods or services? Sure. So prairie strips are basically a strip of native prairie or diverse prairie uh, plants uh, that are planted in areas in the field um, that would traditionally have been used for like a, a grass buffer strip or a grass waterway in a field. So putting them in areas where they're going to serve as a way to reduce soil erosion or runoff. Um, so it's basically those kind of systems that a lot of growers are familiar with but with kind of an added kick where you're, instead of just putting in uh, monoculture, one species of grass, for example, 
Uh, you're planting a diversity of plants, uh, plant grass, forbs, those kind of things in there that would have been native to that part of the country, wherever it may be. Uh, and so when you've got a diversity of plant species in there, it increases the amount of benefits that accrue. So you've got increased habitat because you've got a diverse set of plants in there. So you've got more opportunities for attracting beneficial insects, pollinator species, uh, birds, um, other wildlife species, as well as um, creating um, or providing the benefits that uh, grass buffer strips and waterways would have traditionally created, which were uh, to provide an opportunity to capture soil that's running off of a field and nutrients that run off of a field. So there's been research that's been conducted uh, primarily at Iowa State because that's where this idea kind of originated from a research perspective to look at this. And they found that these prairie strip systems uh, strategically located in fields uh, can reduce sediment uh, loss or runoff by up to 95%, uh, phosphorus loss uh, by up to 90%, and nitrogen loss by up to 85% in those fields where these kind of systems are located. And in the, the examples that they've been looking at at Iowa State uh, have um, no more than 10% of the field. So like in a in a 100-acre in a field, for example, you'd have anywhere from 5 to 10 acres at most in these kind of systems, depending on the configuration of the, of the field. And can you talk about the economic side of utilizing prairie strips, um, perhaps the, the cost, what to expect there, and then sure. certainly the, the economic benefit that these could bring? Sure, sure. So uh, great questions. And, and um, one of the things I was going to bring up with respect to that that you hi highlighted was the fact that these kind of systems would, would generally be located in areas that are historically low yielding or where, you know, oftentimes the grower doesn't even break even on those uh, portions of the field. So that's what this is targeted for. It's not in the most productive parts of the field. It's in the least productive parts of the field. And I think most growers know that there are those portions of some fields or even many fields that uh, don't really pay uh, in, in, you know, certain years. So, uh, but getting back to the question of the cost. So the costs obviously are going to vary depending on the kind of, of uh, seed that's used. But in terms of preparing and maintaining these, these systems, it's anywhere from uh, probably about 50 to a couple hundred dollars, uh, depending on how diverse the seed is that they have in there. And then it can be anywhere from 40 to $60 per year after that for maintaining it, depending on if they're using a mechanical uh, way of managing the strips or if they use a, if they burn it, for example. Now, the benefit to this can occur if they're 
participating in a um, conservation program like Conservation Reserve Program. And uh, these program or these projects, these practices are eligible for cost share, both for establishing it, which is anywhere from 50 to 75 percent of the establishment cost can be covered under various uh, CRP programs. Um, and then the annual uh, maintenance costs uh, up to 75% or 90% in some cases for certain kinds of producers can qualify for that as well. And then on top of that, if they're enrolled in the Conservation Reserve Program, they can get a rental payment on top of that as well. And uh, so they need to talk to NRCS uh, uh, personnel to find out more about those opportunities. Great. And you mentioned research being led by Iowa State and faculty at Nebraska here and other universities have right. been uh, participating in that as well, I understand. Um, so where do you see that going research into prairie strips and other conservation practices even for producers over the next several years? What, what's happening at Nebraska here and elsewhere? Great question, Ryan. So uh, some faculty at UNL uh, recently received... Um, well, let me backtrack a second. First, historically, we were involved, uh, myself and a couple other faculty here were involved in uh, research at Iowa State on this Prairie Strips project, looking at both the uh, cost to growers and valuing the ecosystem services for that. So that research, findings from that are going to be coming out probably in the next year or so uh, in some scientific publications and then some publications for, for growers as well. But uh, looking forward, uh, some faculty here in the School for Natural Resources, Agronomy, and, and Ag Econ were involved in uh, some funding that's going to allow for trying some of these systems out at a couple of our research facilities up at Mead, uh, up at NREC, and then down at South Central Ag Lab and Clay Center looking at what does this look like in Nebraska? You know, how does this work here? What are some of the challenges? How does, um, you know, what are the benefits look like? What are the costs associated with it? So just getting a better handle so we can better inform growers in, in our state how this might work here. I don't think it's going to be too different than Iowa, given it's just across the river, but we want to have more relevant information for our growers too. Great. Well, we'll stay tuned for that. And I want to thank you, John Westra, professor and program leader in agricultural economics here at UNL. And you can find his article on Prairie Strips, what we've been talking about here in this episode on our website for the Center for Ag Profitability at CAP, that's C-A-P dot U-N-L dot E-D-U. Thanks, John. Thank you, Ryan. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.